Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I am from San Francisco, California in the United States, although I am now living here in beautiful Wuhan, China. And you can call me by my Chinese name if you prefer, Shangguan Jiewen. And we are here today with... Yay! Hi! This is Beibei. My name is Beibei. I'm from China. And I live in Beijing. But I used to live in Wuhan when I was, uh, when I was a kid. So I'm very familiar. Well, I guess not very familiar. Maybe not exactly where you live. Anyhow, welcome to the bridge, our dear listeners. And we've got something interesting going today. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. we've got something interesting going today. Today we want to talk about beverages, essentially coffee and tea culture. Mm. I was hoping to start with American versions of coffee. American version of coffee. Okay. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts? Well, I was actually thinking a little bit older than <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. My father mm-hmm. used to be in the generation, he's a boomer, mm. a baby boomer, boomer, born from the returning soldiers from World War II. Mm. And he would brew a cup of coffee from a machine that didn't have a light show on it and you couldn't set a timer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would just drink black coffee and keep mm. it in a mug or in a thermos, similar to a Chinese shuibei, but a little larger. Mm-hmm. And he would just drink mm-hmm. that throughout the day, typically at work all day wow. and also on the weekends from a mug at home. And this was what coffee culture was to me, at least as a boy. And I, I remember most mm. That was what coffee was before places like Starbucks came along. Coffee was something your dad or mom drank at home. It was typically maybe a little sugar, maybe a little milk or even cream. Mm -hmm. But typically it was just coffee. And then came Mm -hmm. Starbucks. So would your dad pay $5 for a cup of Starbucks? Is he okay with that? Or does he think it's outrageous? (laughs) No, absolutely not. Well, he likes to call it a milkshake with coffee in it. Well, you know what? <laughs> that is pretty accurate, right? For some of mm. Um, the mm. choices. And I, I can't even read all the items from the menu. Sometimes Frappuccino. Yeah, yeah. things like that. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little embarrassing because, you know, you want to order, but you can't really read that thing. <laughs> it was like, is that Italian or English or what? <laughs> but anyhow, I, I do appreciate Starbucks, though. I, I like their coffee. Having mm. gone into a you know, live in San Francisco, um, there are some older coffee shops that have been around since like the 50s and 60s that are based on the original French and Italian style. Mm. Oh, let's have an espresso or let's have maybe a cappuccino, which is just steamed milk with, mm-hmm. with espresso in it. And I think that's originally what Starbucks may have actually been trying for. And it added these sugary mm. additions because it tastes good. They're a business. And <laughs> it sells. Right. Yeah. You have young people are saying, oh, wow, espresso is too bitter, but oh, this yummy thing with caramel in it, it's so delicious. Right. Anyways, right. Starbucks has become ubiquitous with coffee around the world in the much of the way that McDonald's has become ubiquitous with fast, cheap hamburgers and french fries. Mm. And so it's spread here to China. And there are, as of two days ago, 4,000 
1,704 Starbucks in China alone. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot. And it ha- mm. they have competitors in the United States. There's uh, Pacific Coffee, Costa mm. Coffee. And in, and in China, you have Pacific Coffee and Costa Coffee. And there are all these other brands. And they were all competing for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But I also, want to t- I want to tell another story. Mm. When I first, when I was living in Beijing, sure, that was great. And when I went to my wife's hometown for the first time, and I think it was 2013, early spring, mm. and I couldn't find coffee. My, my wife, <laughs> who was at that time my girlfriend, mm. we were walking all over the place mm. looking for a place to buy a cup of coffee. Right. And there were no Starbucks. <sighs> there were no Pacific coffees or Costa coffees. Mm-hmm. But we did eventually find, it's like a French, French like a mm-hmm. bread store, and they sold nice. coffee. And I was Saved. like, okay. And it was, that was all that existed. But I go back now, and there are 200 cafes, you know, mm. Starbucks and other brands as well. And even, I think the cool, one of the coolest places to hang out if you're not drinking alcohol mm-hmm. is they, they have, they have a joy city, very much like the one in Beijing. Mm-hmm. And they, they built one in Yantai. It's a giant super mall for those of you who don't know what that is. It's like many floors and there's like dozens and dozens of shops selling Gucci and handbags and everything you want. Mm. And they also have a very nice cafe there. I think it's called Mon Coffee on the top floor. And mm. there's a line, a line to get in now. Mm-hmm. So now it's the opposite. There's ca- coffee shops everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Before I became a mom, I mean, coffee houses were literally like my favorite places in the world. It was where I would go to restore energy, not really from the coffee. Mm. It, I was in more for mm. the like the atmosphere right? The the state of mm, being, mm. you know, I take my book and I go to the coffee house, I order something and I sit and just relax and read. Mm. Uh, but mm. that hasn't happened too often in the past seven <laughs> or eight years. And, mm. you know, I've been drinking instant coffee for, for a few years now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. My life has been reduced to that. But, you know, even that I appreciate it. At least I have some coffee <laughs> to sustain my spirit throughout the day. But I, I love coffee houses. I think you nailed it. A lot of people pay for the the place. Right, the ambience. A lot of people go in there with their like mm-hmm. their laptop and they pretend to be writing their great novel. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you do? <laughs> And I, I think I had some moments like that, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what they were going for for Starbucks. Um, they were not just offering coffee, right? Because for that, you can buy for 99 cents, mm, you know, from mm, any mm, shop mm, in the States. Mm-hmm. They were going more for a home uh, outside your home. Mm. So we were paying, actually, for the ambience, mm. you know, the, the atmosphere instead of for that cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. But I mean, some of them taste really good, too, mm. especially for, you know, I guess I have a f- more feminine taste, right? We like the cream. Um, the cinnamon and also <laughs> all kinds of sugar and syrup. Um, but you know, that's the, the, ex- the extra cost. And, um, and I totally understand about how the first time that you visit your wife's uh, hometown, um, you were looking for a coffee house because that's exactly what happened to me. Um, like the first time, was it the first time or what? I don't remember. Like whenever we wanted to go somewhere, I would ask my husband, that's a few years ago. Like, oh, so like how far away is it from? You know, does does he have a Starbucks <laughs> or any kind of a coffee house of um, mm, you know equivalent mm. standard? Because that was important to me. You know, that's like how I measure mm-hmm. how far <laughs> is it from civilization, <laughs> <laughs> modern civilization. Mm. Um, and the first time I went back, I looked. Uh, we searched online, and there was yeah, they didn't have one. And I don't think they even have one now. They have all kinds of bubble tea places, but mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. think Starbucks has made its way there yet. Well, 
we'll see. But I've kind of uh, weaned myself from that. So anyhow. <laughs> decades and decades ago in the United States, there was a kind of a similar phenomenon, mm. the soda fountain. The place that you would get originally just mm. soda used to be like, I don't want my daughter going down there. That's where she's going to go meet boys. Oh. And people would use the soda fountain as a social function for young people to go meet other young people. Mm. Very similar to the way that Starbucks kind of was originally. Mm-hmm. And then later came the ice cream parlor, which was like, oh, no, the children are in the <laughs> ice cream parlor. We need to accompany them. There need to be chaperones there because they might talk to the wrong type of person. <laughs> Is that really? Like that parents will actually worry about yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Wow. It was very much thought that kids were going down there to like hook up with their like potential huh. uh future partners and parents wanted them to meet them in church or introduce them and so it was like people were worried they were going to run into the wrong kind of people at the ice cream parlor Hmm. (laughs) see that's um that that's that's something new to me because in china we don't really have a like a soda culture Mm -hmm. or ice cream and like everybody loves ice cream Mm. but it's not that major it's not like something you have to have Mm. and also soda like soft drinks it's something that parents watch out for a lot here in China in this culture, not because you might meet someone there, but because of the high sugar content Mm, and mm, whatever mm. else they put in there. You know how like um, sometimes I come across videos of... um, on TikTok, um, like the, the caption would be like how American housewives prepare lunch or breakfast or dinner for their kids. And it's usually, uh, you know, there's a small bag of snacks mm-hmm. and then um, like a bottle of juice um, and some maybe a juice box, juice box exa- exactly, or uh, like a stick of uh, cheese um, or maybe a, like a sandwich. Everything is like cold, you know? Yeah. And a lot of processed food. Mm. And the comments, like, from Chinese viewers, they were like, first of all, they were asked, so is that, like, before or after lunch? Because <laughs> there's, like, so, so little content, and it's mainly, like, snacks. Mm. We would consider them snacks. Mm. Yeah. And there's, like, nothing hot in there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but the juice box... I think in a in American culture, like people are so like it's it's part of the diet already. Hmm. You know, is if you go on a picnic or a field trip, you pack your son or daughter uh, a juice box. Mm-hmm. Here, no, it's like we know it's filled with sugar, so everybody has their uh, all. Every kid has their water bottle. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the case now in the states. I'm not too sure, um, but for us, mostly the the water bottles are filled with mm-hmm. warm mm-hmm. water. <laughs> well, a big thing that happened in the states. In a lot of schools, there has been a long period of vending machines, mm. vending like potato chips and and mm. what are they called? The, the orange, right. I can't even remember what they're called. All the ridiculously really bad for you, but tasty. deep fried, sugary junk food mm-hmm. and sodas, you know, Pepsi vending machines and uh, Coca-Cola vending machines and all the junk that they put in that. Mm. One thing that interesting that happened when Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor of California mm-hmm. is he got rid of all of that stuff. Really? And like if you, if there are vending machines which there aren't very many anymore hmm. they you can only get things that are healthy for you now. wow well how did he get that done he stepped on a lot of toes over that i, I think, think. He, sh- he did I, I think that the schools were actually getting kickbacks for like putting the vending machines in it was you like bet. oh you, you know we're gonna add, mm. yeah you're gonna make some money from putting this pepsi machine here you get a certain percentage for your school mm-hmm. and the schools oh great now we can f- fill some holes in our budget by selling the children's oh, sugar yeah well the thing is i think the things you feed your 
kids when they're young set a tone for their diet in the future. You know, because I noticed the different、mm. tolerance levels for sugar、uh, for, let's say, Americans and Chinese. The Americans and Chinese that I, I know of, like Chinese people have a much, much lower tolerance for, for like high sugar content. Because I remember the, the first time. My best friend from China mm-hmm, mm-hmm. went to the States. You know, I have been raving about donuts,、uh, you know, to her in our letters and emails for, for years.、And、we're like, oh, because we didn't, that was like, what, 20, over 20 years ago?、Uh, we, we didn't,、mm-hmm. we hadn't heard of donuts,、uh, but, you know, we ha- it's very popular in the States. It's everywhere. So I was like, this thing tastes really good、mm. and there are all kinds of different varieties. It's so thick,、mm-hmm. you know, it's so、um, filled with sugar <laughs> and just cream and milk. And all that great stuff. So, the first thing she wanted to do after landing <laughs> in the US、um, was to go get a donut to see how incredibly good and tasty it was.、Um, unfortunately, though, she didn't go for the plain ones. Because,、mm-hmm. you know, for me, I would usually start with the most basic kind just to get the feel of what, you know, the original one is like. She went for something fancy. And I think at that time they had this、uh, coconut something flavored donut. So it was like, you know, covered with this、um, really sugary,、uh, coconutty coating and has some like, sugary filling inside. It sounds delicious, but she was sick for like two days after eating that. It was probably, it contained, that single donut、sounds、contained <laughs>、um, the amount of sugar that she probably would consume in a month's、wow. time, <laughs> like on her normal, with her normal diet. So she, <laughs> I got a message from her. She's like, Goodness, I want to throw up <laughs> because、mm-hmm. I don't know why it is like this. You said it was really,、mm. really good. I was like, yeah, if you get the original kind, <laughs> not that fancy one. So it's,、uh, we just have different tolerant levels for,、mm. you know, sugary content. But we were going to talk about coffee, right? Coffee and tea.、Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to, I feel like I'm, I was letting you go because that was very interesting. <laughs> But after, you know, Starbucks came, there was a, a response. You know, there are a lot of innovative business people here, and there was、mm. luck and there is luck and coffee. And what's not really well known in America is that after they had their little faux pas, accounting faux pas,、mm. they didn't go away. Like a lot of people misunderstand that there are still、mm-hmm. 4,000、mm. luck and stores in China, about 4,000. I, I love luck and actually. I think it's better than Starbucks. Really? It does partially have to do with the fact that you can get a cappuccino、huh. for 16 kwai. So it's like half. The、mm. cost of Starbucks, but also I like the flavor. I, I really think it、mm-hmm. has a nice, you know, it has its own like flavor and it is really good. And <laughs>、right. uh, I know that you like, you don't like to throw plastic、oh. away and you're really worried about the environment, but I'm a, I do often have luck and delivered. I think it's amazing. But they have paper cups, right? They do have paper cups. Yeah, it's better. With a plastic lid. The lid is made out of plastic, so there's still plastic. Yeah. Well, say they're, they're working on it. Um, sometimes I get bubble tea, like my, my urge for bubble、mm-hmm, tea is、mm-hmm. so strong that I, I will, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to use a plastic cup. <laughs> um, but they're working on it. Um, have you noticed? I don't know about what it's like in Wuhan, but in, in Beijing, I think starting earlier this year,、mm-hmm. they've changed the plastic bags,、mm-hmm. uh, in supermarkets.、Mm-hmm. And some of them, like, cause I get deliveries all the time. They've, they've stopped using the regular plastic bags.、Mm-hmm. Some stores, Change into these、uh, like cloth ones.、Mm-hmm. They're not really cotton. I'm not too sure what they're made of, but they're not plastic and they can be reused yeah, yeah, for yeah. like a hundred t- 
times. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other another shop supermarket they changed into using these discomposable mm-hmm. uh, plastic bags. It's made from something else. It's an is a hundred percent biodegradable. I've gotten them. They're really the so material is lovely. They're working. It's actually on it. more elastic. Yeah, it's very lovely. It's soft. I know, and it's softer. I mean, I started buying the, these new kinds of uh, plastic bags. They're a little bit more expensive, but they look nicer and they feel nicer, and they don't leak as much. They do feel nice. Yeah, yeah. so it gives me a sense of joy, Ashley, that I've switched <laughs> on to this uh, new type of um, you know garbage bag. But anyhow, I was gonna say that um, in some of these bubble tea shops or coffee shops, they're s- starting to use uh, paper straws, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they have to refine their technology so that the paper doesn't like bend or melt in your mouth. <laughs> they, they're experimenting and I'm sure that, you know, they're going to have new solutions for all the cups and straws that we use. You no, know, I think that's a, a good dir- step to take that I was watching a uh, mm-hmm. informative show recently and it was about plastic straws and actually apparently plastic mm. straws, although bad for the environment, still only account for 0.03% mm. of all plastic waste, which is, you know, right. something, but there's uh, obviously a lot of other waste that's going into the ocean. Exactly. It's a, I mean, it's for another topic, but um, um, whatever we mm, can do, mm, um, mm. you know, for each of us, because there's so many of us. Mm. So back to coffee and tea. I want to switch to tea. I actually, I looked up the history of tea in China, so I can comment, but I'm going to leave that to you to some extent. But first, I'd like to outline kind of, mm. you know, Western perspectives on tea. You know, tea really comes to the West through all of the European empires that brought it mm-hmm. from China mm. into Europe. You may have heard the term China used to describe like a teapot and, and teacups. Have you heard that before? China in the tea? What do you mean? Okay, so people will say, oh, let's bring off the good china uh-huh. that's something people say and what they mean is the porcelain tea set that they have mm-hmm. this is because mm-hmm. the british especially when they brought tea from china back to england where it's extremely popular at least it was people they also brought porcelain tea mm. pots and so the china the good china literally was right. from china and so it actually re- refer to their teacup mm. or their tea <laughs> kettle as China. Here's the good China. And they would keep the good Mm. China on display. Mm. Look, this came from China. And they would be very proud of this. And this was for hundreds of years. And now, you know, it moved Mm. to America, but we drink tea very differently. In uh, England, they drink it with milk. And in America, they drink it with Mm. lemon and a lot of sugar oftentimes. (laughs) (laughs) My My mom loves tea. She likes to drink without sugar now because she's a little older and more health conscious. But when we were all younger, I remember she mm-hmm. would throw that sugar straight in there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, people like here in China, too, they're much more conscious about, you know, health and what you eat and diet. So we we don't really put, well, unless you consider bubble tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's sugar and syrup and bubble tea. Mm-hmm. But w- like bubble tea is in its own category. Mm-hmm. I don't even think of it as tea. And you can make bubble tea without tea. Mm. <laughs> like, you, so it's just bubbles. You can make Would the, you like some bubbles? Um, <laughs> no, the bubbles, that's the, like, you know, the spirit of, of the tea, right? The tapioca. Exactly, the chewy part. Um, but you can, if you get milk and really, really good brown sugar, mm-hmm. like brown sugar has different varieties and different grades. If you get really good ones... Mm-hmm. Um, and you fry the tea leaves with some brown sugar fry. 
and yeah you kind of just put it in a pot and the the brown sugar will start to melt and uh, will mix with the tea dry tea leaves and then you add a little bit of water and boil that and then you add milk so that can that's like uh, how a lot of people make homemade milk tea but um but if you get really good brown sugar you can make it with just brown sugar and huh. milk and it'll taste almost just like the uh, you know the bubble tea mm-hmm. so for little kids who uh, can't drink tea they can take that as mm, a substitute. Mm. But anyhow, so I was just saying, for most of us, we don't really consider bubble tea as formal tea. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's just like a derivative, <laughs> a fun derivative. But tea itself, it's an important part of Chinese culture. And I think in some ways, it's representative of the essence of, some of the essence of Chinese mm-hmm. culture. Because, you know, I, I love both tea and coffee, mm-hmm. but they serve completely different purposes for me. Mm. Like coffee, I would get up in the morning for that cup of coffee. Mm. It has some spiritual <laughs> strength to it. You know, I there are very few things in the world that I think is directly linked to happiness mm-hmm. or directly linked to joy. Even food. You know, I need to put it in my mouth mm-hmm. to taste it, to feel happy, right? Mmm, that taste. <laughs> but coffee somehow, when I think of it, it makes me feel happy. Wow. You know what I mean? Do you, do you get what I'm saying here? <laughs> like that spiritual? Spiritual boost? I don't know about spiritual, but definitely I know that I ha- if I don't have it, I will get a headache. So I think I have a chemical dependency oh. on the caffeine. Wow. At least. <laughs> I see. So you, you're even more dependent. But for me, it's, you know, it's happiness. And I get up in the morning and I enjoy the small ritual, I guess, quote unquote, of making the coffee. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. down in the gutter when it comes to coffee making. You know, just I'm, I'm down to instant coffee because I've been mm-hmm. a busy mom for several years. But even that, I enjoy the process of scooping out Mm -hmm. just the right amount of uh, dried instant coffee and I pour boiling hot water in and I stir it um, until everything is mixed and then I pour in the milk and I've, I'm going off sugar mm. for my coffee now and just seeing that when the milk hits black coffee <laughs> and that color start to, you know, the, to mix and to until it's a certain shade of brown mm. and I guess each of us have our own shade of brown for your coffee. Mm-hmm. Like when it's a certain color, you know it's you've put in enough milk. Like that process is very soothing and also invigorating mm-hmm. at the same time somehow I, sometimes I don't even have to drink it I just have to make it <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like hmm I've done something like I've, I've woke myself up in a way mm. so it, I mean coffee it's um, it's exciting mm. but tea on the other hand it's it serves a different purpose mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's the same for you but for me tea has this calming effect it calms and it quenches my thirst. Like when I'm thirsty, if I just if I just drink just normal water, like boiled water, mm. um, I mean it works, but it goes down way too fast. You know, it 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 just kind of drains <laughs> out my system <laughs> in like ten seconds. But if it's tea, I feel like it stays in my system a little bit longer and replenishes my need a little bit better. And also, it has this cleansing effect. Have you noticed yes. tea? It kind of uh, cleanses your your palate. Well, you never really cleanse pellet with coffee you know it kind of pollutes it in a way <laughs> i think that's what i, I but, we were just talking about how i like to drink um ice water i get that feeling from ice water more mm. I, I feel like tea is more like uh yes it mellows me out it makes me feel very nice i, I drink tea maybe mm. twice or three times a week and i do have this feeling you know psychosomatic or otherwise that i know that tea is very good for cleaning out a lot of the mm, pol- toxins. pollutants the toxins mm. it's it's an antioxidant right especially green 
tea. It's famous for that. But for me, fresh ice water makes me feel mm, like refreshed. I wanted to talk about, after Luckin, that tea kind of made a comeback. Are you familiar with hay tea? Oh, yeah, but that's for the young people. That's the bubble tea category. Like, for, um, I think for adults, I don't really think of it as tea. Even though it's a tea shop. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of yogurt. It gets a little bit exotic, yeah. Yogurt and, like, grape-flavored, like, or peach flavors. Uh-huh. It is, it's kind of like, it's about the same price point as Starbucks, but it's tea and not coffee. And they're very popular. People just stand there for 30 minutes to get a cup of tea. Well, I don't know if you can call it tea anymore. To be honest, like I um, been to those shops before but I was never able to get in because every time I went there, well, I didn't go there on purpose. I happened to see one. Ah. Um, there was there was always a long line but that was a few years ago. I mean, these things kind of come and go hmm. so I'm not too sure if they're still as popular these days and the funny thing is there would be people, they offer their service to stand in line for you Really? Yeah, to wait in line for you to get your tea. And some of them, they even booked in advance. So they will sell theirs at a higher price. <laughs> you know, they've ordered already. Wow. Because not everybody wants to wait for like half an hour, hmm. you know, for their cup of tea. But uh, to be honest, like I don't really consider them tea. Hmm. Like tea, proper tea, or tea leaves, mm-hmm. dried tea leaves. And then there's a whole science to, mm-hmm. you know, different types of tea. I'm no expert, but there are certain kinds of tea that I like to drink. Um and uh, it depends on the season and on the temperature, a lot of it. Are you interested? <laughs> well, absolutely. Let's circle back around. I wanted to mention another mm-hmm. another wave of beverage change because these changes in beverages keep mm-hmm. coming. Have you ever heard of a place called Modern China Tea Shop? Modern China Tea Shop in the States or in China? In China. Modern... Not really. Here in Wuhan, I go to this place called Jianghan Walking Mm. Street. It's one of the two big hipster kind of neighborhoods for young Chinese people. Mm -hmm. And you can walk two minutes between Mm. them. And they'll be like the entire Jianghan Walking Street, which is huge. It's enormous. There have got to be 20 really? of them. Some of them are on the same block or in the same mm. mall. More than you would see where there's a McDonald's in the same mall or a Starbucks in the same mm. mall. There are modern t- China tea shops with lines around the block. Sometimes there'll be a line coming from one and a line coming from another. And you're not sure which <laughs> line people are in, in line for, but they're going. Tell me what they offer. I'm intrigued. It's not quite. Quite as sugary as uh, hay tea, and it doesn't have as much yogurt. It's mostly tea with milk, and it's flavored. You can also buy just mm. tea. So you can have like grape flavored infused huh. tea. So it's actually like it's grown in Yunnan mm-hmm. and then they modify it. I don't know. They add grape flavor, however they do it, but it's delicious and it's much more like tea. Also, mm-hmm. the price point is much lower. It's much more uh-huh. like Luckin prices. You can pay 15 right. or 16 RMB, which is like a couple of dollars and you can get a very nice cup See, of tea. See, the feeling I get is with these kind of tea shops, first of all, I consider this a bubble tea shop. Um, not every item in a bubble mm. tea shop would have like bubbles in it, but still it's in that category. You know, mm-hmm. it's there to serve mm-hmm. the younger population mm. who like stronger tastes, who are mm. going mm. in for the fun taste rather than authentic tea. So um, I, I'm usually a little suspicious to get just tea from these places because I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. don't care as much about the quality of the tea itself. They care more about the combination of different elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tea is just, you know, 
it's like the basic mm. ingredient. And actually, some of the items don't even have tea. <laughs> Why don't you enlighten us about this science of tea? Well, it's not. Well, I don't really know the science about the tea, but it's like mm-hmm. I consider them as two separate things. Mm-hmm. There, these are the modern tea mm-hmm. shops that mm-hmm. offer mm-hmm. drinks. These are drinks. Mm-hmm. I don't consider them as tea because um, even if you take the tea element out of those drinks that you get, you probably won't even notice. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's like a minor mm-hmm. element in there. But when it comes to traditional, like the authentic um, tea experience, then we are mostly talking about these dried tea leaves. There mm-hmm. are these uh, tea shops that's been around, I guess, forever. And you go in, there are no, nothing, you know, fancy. There just be bottles and bottles of tea leaves, dry tea leaves. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think for most, at least for most, most older Chinese people, I would consider me one mm-hmm. of the older Chinese people. This is where <laughs> I would go to get my tea. Um, I don't really drink a mm-hmm. whole lot of tea, but some of the basics that have uh, stayed over the years. Like in hotter times, I would like to drink um, like green tea varieties. Um, I, I guess I can mm-hmm. throw out names, but maybe p- people won't really recognize it. And these are, they can quench thirst much better, right? They have a brighter taste, cooler taste. And then in warmer, um, mm-hmm. in colder mm-hmm. seasons, like now or starting in the fall, I would switch my tea to other varieties. And usually they are, um, you know, some kind of uh uh, rat mm-hmm. tea. Oh, wait, in English, do you say black tea or you rat know, tea? In mm-hmm. China, because in, in Chinese, it's rat tea. But mm-hmm. I think it's the equivalent of black tea. I think you're right. In the yeah. States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, so they are the darker color and they're usually the fermented kind. Um, and oolong tea. You're familiar with this term, right? Oolong tea. Yeah. Um, yes, for yes. example, today, um, I made a cup of da uh, hong pao. Are you familiar with that term? I do not know what that means, no. It's, um, well, for people who like tea, even just still, they just like tea, not like expert, they know this term, da hong pao, because it's, uh, I think it's one of the most expensive kinds of tea, the mm. original authentic one. And da hong pao actually means the big red cape. And um, it's a type of uh, oolong tea. It's very famous. And it's supposedly from the Wuyi Mountains in Fujian province. And supposedly, I was looking mm, uh, mm. about this mm. for some information. It says it grows differently. As, I guess that's how you say it. In the gaps of the mountain boulders, which endow it with a highly priced mineral rock taste. It's very, the taste of it is very masculine. And there is um, a <laughs> sense of warmth to it. Now, see, this is something um, subtle because when you drink hot tea, of course, there's temperature, right? There's the temperature level warmth, and then there's the spiritual kind of warmth. Like Da Hong Pao, this kind of oolong tea, it gives you a sense of warmth internally when mm-hmm. you drink it, even when you smell it. It has nothing to do with temperature, but of course, we drink it hot. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like it in the wintertime. It just feels like it warms me up from inside out. And there's another type. If you haven't heard of Da Hong Pao, you probably haven't heard of this. Mm. And the nickname for this tea, which I discovered just earlier this year, literally means dog poop fragrance. <laughs> I'm serious. It's called, it's, that's its nickname called Ya Shi Xiang. Ya is dog. Shi is poop, basically. <laughs> Xiang means fragrance. And I, it's, um, it's a little bit lighter than Da Hong Pao, but it's still, it's, it's very, it has this very strong cleansing effect, I feel like. It tastes very clean. 
And mm. I, that sounds probably confusing for people, but that's how I feel when I, when I drink it. It, it's extremely refreshing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the thing with tea is they don't really have strong taste. You know, sometimes I think about the mm -hmm. taste of tea. Mm -hmm. They don't really have a taste. Like, how do you put the, put the taste of tea in different categories? It's not sweet. It's not salty, mm -hmm. right? It's not spicy. Maybe some of them, like mm. stronger ones, but the like the ones I have, they are mm. milder. So it's more like, you know, it's um it's feel, right? Sometimes a little bit of the smell. It's just this whole feel you get from drinking tea. It is it's definitely different from just plain water, but I sometimes I can't really you know, put it down in words what exactly the taste will be like. Mm. The duck, uh, poop, fragrance tea. <laughs> um, it's also from, it's from Guangdong province. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not sure if you're selling it or not. I, I think a lot of the listeners, like, I'm not sure I want to try that. <laughs> but it tastes, it's also a kind of Chinese oolong tea. It mm. tastes very good. And, uh, despite its name, and it, it, as I said, Every time I drink it, I feel like it just cleans my whole system. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's light and it's invigorating. It's refreshing. Um, the story is the the old man who planted these tea um, also had ducks. Uh -huh. So, you know, his ducks will walk around in his field and they poop. And these became nutrients mm -hmm. for his, uh, his tea trees. And uh, when he harvested his tea, it sold really well because people say, you know, your tea has a special fragrance. It's very, very nice. It's nicer than, you know, than the other tea farms. And then he's like, oh, maybe it's because of the dark poop <laughs> that in the field. So anyhow, yes, yes, if you're yeah. interested, you can try it out. I, I'd be, I would be interested. Um, so you're familiar <laughs> with the uh, traditional tea ceremony, right? Uh, I'm not really familiar with it. Uh, I've seen it on TV. I'd like to describe it a little bit. Sure. I I've had it once in Beijing and once I had it in South Korea. And, and I think the South Koreans, you know, mm. they've taken a lot of Chinese culture and made it theirs to some extent. Right. But the process was there are these little cups. Right. And they're very, they're very small. You can only get one or two small sips mm. really from each one of them. And they pour the tea out of the, the vessel mm. onto right. the cup and wash, bathe the cup mm -hmm. in the tea and let the tea then drain away. Mm. And then they, they brew more tea with a second set mm -hmm. of tea before adding it to the cup. So the cup has been cleansed mm. with tea before then tea was brewed again and added to the teacup. And after you drink from that the, the smaller vessel, which is, it's very delicious. Then they will start over. So if you put your cu cup back down, they will then turn the cup over and bathe mm -hmm. it with tea again, wash it with super hot tea, and then pour <laughs> you another cup of tea. So it feels kind of wasteful <laughs> to, to me <laughs> because they're constantly throwing tea away. I was like, but sometimes, you know, as a Western person, I'm like, when am I going to get my tea? Why do we have to go through right. this washing? I just oh, pour it in there. <laughs> but I mean, all the other people right. that I was with, they were all like, ooh, ah, and I was just like, I'm a little impatient. Yeah, when's, when do I get to drink some <laughs> when tea? When am I getting my tea? <laughs> well, see, that's why it's called Kung Fu Cha. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Kung Fu is, well, they stand for Kung Fu, but also mm -hmm. uh, Kung Fu, when we say something takes Kung Fu, it means something takes time. And it takes patience, right? Um, see, that's the thing, the cultural yeah, yeah. aspects of tea and coffee, when you think about it. Coffee is like, you know, it's exciting. Let's go get things done, right? This is another bright day. I'm going for my future. <laughs> things like that. Or it's overtime. <laughs> but tea, yeah. But tea is like, hey, 
Time to chill, mm, right? Mm. Time to wash out some of the toxins, mm. uh, that the stresses that you've accumulated in your body. Mm -hmm. Right, time mm -hmm. to replenish your spirit mm -hmm. and also, of course, your thirst. Um, so I think they they serve completely different purposes, even though sometimes they're put in the same category as you know drinks um, or beverages. But I think spiritually, they are very, very uh, different. And um, I mean, tea ceremony—the whole point is actually not just about the tea. I think it's more about the state of being. Mm. Right? Can you eliminate all the things that you can eliminate and just focus on one thing? Um, I mean, tea ceremony, both in China and in other, especially Japan, I, I've, you know, never been to Korea, but it's more about a sense of uh, tranquility, mm -hmm. right? Can, your, can you focus your mind just on this one thing that you're doing? And it's usually done in a rather small space. Uh, in a quiet place so you don't have a lot of other disturbances mm -hmm. you know it's not about let's go in and try this thing yay <laughs> it's it's about let's forget about all the other things that i can forget mm -hmm. let's detox right and then try one simple thing to focus because think about the taste of tea if you don't concentrate if you don't, you know, chase out the other millions of other thoughts in your mind, mm -hmm. you don't really mm -hmm. taste it. You know what I mean? It's so light. You, it's something mm. that you have to feel. Um, it's not something that hits your tongue. It's, it's, it's the whole experience. So, um, you, if you're going in for a quick fix, <laughs> tea ceremony is not your thing. Mm. <laughs> The way that tea is often consumed by most people, it seems, I've worked in a lot of different places here in China, mm. is they have, for the people in America who may not know, they have what we call a shuibei here, or a, a yeah. water well, bottle. They... And there's a special filter that when you buy it, it comes with it automatically on the top and you can press it down right. and it clicks in. And people at mm -hmm. work, they'll put like flower tea or all kinds of whatever variety they, <laughs> they want to drink at that on that day. Mm. They put the tea inside of their, wa their thermos mm -hmm. and then they add hot water and then this mm. filter goes in and filters mm. out all of the, uh, the bits. Mm -hmm. When they're drinking throughout the day, they can just be drinking tea. So it's like water. It's refreshing. It's adding H2O to your body. Right. But it's also serving the extra function of being tea, mm. whether it's caffeinated or not caffeinated, or it's just for like a detox or just because they wanted mm -hmm. it to taste a little bit like some flour. So a lot of right. people. A little bit more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I actually, I have one right here with me right now. And mine happens to be from mm. Modern China mm. Tea Shop. I'm not being paid by them. <laughs> <laughs> but it tastes like a little like grape. So I'm a little more, uh, I guess, spoiled or not spoiled, but addicted to this like youthful, uh, mm. un necessary superfluous <laughs> maybe the, i don't know how they make the grape flavor from is it grapes? Like, uh some <laughs> is it from grapes yes maybe not now that there are all these new chemical ways of making flavors you can turn mm. corn syrup genetically or like through some process into basically any kind of flavor you want now so i really don't know i did have um this tea from the hay tea shop once like it was a it was a gift from a young like a younger person he, uh, she brought it to me and it did have whole grapes in it peeled and wow. the whole thing tastes, yeah, I mean, it was very girlish, extremely girlish. I mean, it tasted good, I guess. But how is it different from, you know, if I just mix some grape juice in this thing? Mm, um, mm, but mm. I just wanted to add something because you reminded me. 
of how when you were enjoying the uh, or try to enjoying <laughs> try to enjoy the tea ceremony how they washed these mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. right they poured the first serve out now when we drink tea because usually we drink from mm-hmm. tea leaves we pour, pour in a little bit of uh, boiling hot water usually they say 90 mm-hmm. degrees celsius is better um it depends on the tea some hotter some a little cooler mm-hmm. you're supposed to wash your tea leaves celsius, celsius exactly celsius. so you, like for the um, first cup you don't have to pull the f- full cup you wash these tea leaves, mm-hmm. you swirl things around a bit, and then you dump the water out. So that's like um, a normal practice. Because in the process of mm. making tea, it goes through the machines and the different hands, and it just feels good to wash out the whatever dust or thing that's collected outside. And then I, you mm-hmm. know, I, I pour that out, and then I uh, pour in more water, and I drink the thing. And with tea is you can drink the same, you can keep refilling your cup. Uh, for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So the the washing part it serves a purpose and also it warms up the cup that you are using. Mm. Right cuz temperature matter. Mm-hmm. And for people they are you know really focused on experiencing the tea ceremony. Everything matters when it comes to tea. Mm-hmm. And the taste, mm-hmm. and the temperature, and the sounds and you know the uh, chemical reaction between the people and guests whatever. So um and they that's another reason why tea bags are not as popular. Mm. Mm, like for people who drink tea, I think they would say an absolutely no absolute no to tea bags because mm. those are like you know the drags <laughs> from whatever that's uh, left over at the bottom of the tea making pot or something well one of the things that i noticed in america or that i saw was you go to a restaurant before they even ask you what you want or what kind of drink you want you get a very large glass of water usually ice water mm. and then that's the very you just sit down and they give you ice water and then it's like okay would you like a drink a beverage now mm-hmm. and um, in China, I noticed that doesn't happen a lot. You don't get a large glass of water, but <laughs> no. very often, not always, mm-hmm. there's tea on the table. Right. Well, we want something hot. You know, want something warm. But in certain restaurants, like if you go to this really popular hot pot places, Hai Di Lao, mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you've been there, right? This is like the most important, mm-hmm. well-known uh, yeah, hot pot times. chain. They, when you go in, I think they give you like a big cup filled with just plain water. Usually it's not cold. Usually I think they, they found a midpoint. They just give you like, um, they can give you room temperature lemon water mm-hmm. or some places it's like hot water. What is but that, usually, that purple, is it plum juice? I always notice they give me a cup of plum juice. Oh, in that hot pot restaurant, it's called, it's, yeah, it's some kind of sun mei tang, sour plum juice. And yeah, I love yeah. it. I mean, it's delicious. It's delicious. And it's usually, it's very sweet. It's very sweet. Um, yeah, they, because the plums are so sour, you need to balance it out. But the authentic mm. plum tea has many other elements to it. Like it's not just, they don't just boil a bunch of, uh, uh, plums. There are like at least eight other, they look like Chinese medicine mm, to you mm, probably. Mm. <laughs> and I know they have a uh, hawthorn fruit, dry pieces of those in it. And there are other things. Um, you can buy this whole package mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and boil it yourself. And plums is a uh, essential part of it. And in the summertime, I mean, it felt so refreshing, right? To drink something sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it just, 
fills you with energy. <laughs> it's wonderful. I love it. Speaking of sweet and sour, um, you know, Hong Kong has an interesting tea culture because it has Chinese traditional tea culture, but then it also has mm-hmm. a bit of British tea culture mixed into mm. it. So there's this place in Wuhan, right. again on Jianghan Walking Street, that's a Hong Kong restaurant, mm. and they have a tea there, and I'm not sure the Chinese name, but I had it translated to me. Mm. It means punch the player, as in like, you know, a player. Punch the player? Wow. So punch the player lemon tea. And it's a lemon tea that is like very sweet and very British. But it is also, I have to say, maybe the mm. best tea I've ever had. I love sugar. I know you you, you just mentioned earlier that you have mm. tried to cut sugar out of your life. I do too. But this <laughs> right. tea is so amazing. Mm-hmm. And I love lemon with tea. Lemon with tea is like, mm. you know, there's bitter and there's sour. And you mix bitter and sour and then add sugar, a sweet. And it's just, I can see why they call it a punch. Mm. <laughs> A punch. I think um, the the ones, the milk tea that I've had in Hong Kong, mm, they're mm. so much thicker. You know, the tea, the color of the tea is like mm. the color of bricks, uh, even darker. It's just much more mm. condensed. And I think in, um, I've had in Vietnam, like Vietnamese shops, they have milk tea made with condensed milk. It's actually a really mm. good idea, right? Mm. They have very, very, there's high tea content, mm, not mm. as diluted. And then they pour in condensed milk. So, very very sugary um it hits you right it's uh, just it's like milk tea in a capsule (laughs) very very condensed um (laughs) but you know it's essence it kind of reminds me of coffee Mm. Like the way that the British drink tea where there's very high concentration of tea when they're brewing it and then they add sugar and milk and other things. It kind of reminds me of the way Mm. that Americans kind of enjoy their coffee. A lot of cream and sugar. It's like they're kind of reflections of each other. Maybe, you know, Westerners, we're just a little too addicted to uh, everything that's bad for us. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, have you ever heard of um, Yuanyang Cha? Well, no, it's, not, it's no. uh, something they have you can find in Chinatown in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. we don't really have it here much. Maybe in Hong Kong. I'm not too sure. But it's a mixture. I'm not if you're ready for this. It, it's a mixture of tea and coffee. Wow. <laughs> and the reason why it's called Yuanyang. Yuanyang means Mandarin ducks. Mm. And Mandarin ducks in Chinese culture has a very romantic connotation to it because Mandarin ducks, I think they mate for life mm. and they're just always together. Like a couple will always stay together mm. and they are very pretty. Like, you know, ducks, right? Ducks are not known for their looks, but Mandarin ducks. Mallards are beautiful. What are... I don't know. Mallard. mallard, you know, like the, a mal- they have them in um, Beijing in Yuyuan Tan Park. They are like uh, brown with greens and their head is like very shiny, huh. kind of glistens. Oh, They're- are we talking about the same thing here? Maybe we are. Okay, but these, they are, like they, they have colorful feathers. Mm-hmm. And um, in Chinese culture, like for newlyweds, at least back in the days, they will get these new beddings, right? And how new covers for their pillows. And usually there will be, you know, a pair of mandarin ducks mm. um, stitched onto it. Just symbolize that, you know, they will st- stay together for the rest of their lives. So anyhow. I often see pairs of um, cranes in Chinese art. You, this is something different you're that's saying. A different, uh, uh, uh. That's a different, that's for like longevity and things like that. Mm-hmm. This is for, you know, togetherness for the rest, happily ever after. Because <laughs> that mm-hmm. Mandarin ducks seem to have found that. Um, and one interesting thing I remember years ago, a mm-hmm. Mandarin duck, notice just <laughs> one um, Mandarin duck made it to Central Park. Wow. 
for some reason. And it made quite a splash in the news. Everybody was like, you know, going there to, to get these photographs of this fancy duck. You know, people know it as a duck, but it doesn't look like a duck. Mm, it's mm. all like polished and it's got all kinds of mm. colorful, shiny yeah. feathers. It's very, very pretty. But anyhow, so the name a mandarin duck is given to this type of drink that i found in chinatown i don't know you you've you've gotten me curious and i have coffee grounds and tea in the house i might be trying that later today <laughs> well <laughs> uh, hopefully nothing bad will happen <laughs> <laughs> well i technically i had coffee for breakfast earlier and now i'm drinking tea so i've sort mm. of already gone through the process i'm just gonna <laughs> add it together later My dad is not a picky eater at all. Now, he grew up mm. in, you know, poor times. So he's not picky when it comes to that. But he's got to have his meals hot. You know, like noodles mm. has to be so hot that it burns. And I told him mm. a million times that, Dad, you shouldn't do that, right? It, you are literally burning your, like, digestive tract, <laughs> like, all the way down, <laughs> starting from your tongue. But he's like, it's got to be burning hot or else it's just... You know, I won't eat it. Um, but he, he is, you know, gotten used to drinking, um, really cold soda too. Hmm. Like on hot summer days, he's like, ah, the best thing is just like freezing cold cup of Coke. <laughs> he feels this to be. Huh. My yeah. father also drinks his coffee so hot. It's like, oh. it comes out of the pot. He drinks it. <laughs> well, I'm like, how is that even possible? <laughs> like, what does other food taste when your tongue is the, like that burnt? <laughs> like, and he's just like, no, this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, right. I even found like scientific articles for him to read. I'm like, you know, your increases your chance of getting this and that and this. <laughs> if you keep drinking really hot like things that's like literally 95 degrees or even close to 100 um but it's part of the eating experience that he's used to already it's like mm. noodles or certain mm. things just have mm. to be that hot <laughs> anyhow this is something maybe that is completely unique to my father and maybe this doesn't reflect on anyone's culture but my dad used he used to work very hard out in the sun mm. he owned a construction company and he would sweat a lot and he would need energy and salt mm -hmm. so this is something i saw him do maybe when i was 16 or 17 years old mm -hmm. he took a bottle of planters nuts which are like peanuts that are very very salted hmm. and he took a coca-cola hmm. And he drank out the top hmm. of the cold Coca-Cola from the bottle and it had a l larger lip. And then he poured the nuts hmm. into the Coca-Cola. And then he sh he closed it and mixed it slightly and waited it for the fizz to go down. Mm -hmm. And he drank this substance. Um, huh. <laughs> and I guess it... He made his own energy drink. He made his own energy drink, but it's super salty. And I'm like, well, you know, that's really bad for you, <laughs> Dad. You know, you can't have that much salt. Like, it's ju you're just drinking salt now. But, you know... Know, it's but he's sweating it all out. Exactly, exactly. He sweats so much mm. that he actually may have needed all of the salt. Yeah, uh, actually, there is a drink uh, that's popular in the summer. I mean, it's not like, you know, everybody drinks it kind of popular, but it was uh, popular in a, it was new and interesting. Um, mm. Maybe it was new to me, but it's called like sea salt 
something something soda drink. So it does mm, taste uh, it tastes uh, a little uh, bit of sweet, um, but it's also got salt in it. And I found it the first time I went to Shanghai, and it it was so hot those days that I was there. I think it, it must have been over forty degrees Celsius. Like I was born in Wuhan, mm. and you know how hot Wuhan gets in the summer. Oh my goodness, it's like beyond human tolerance. Oh my goodness, <laughs> for most people. Yeah. So. Yeah. So in that kind of weather, um, you sweat so much, like you go outdoors and you start melting. Like I remember um, going because people have air conditioning inside, but once you open your door、mm. and step outside, this this wave of heat kind of hits you like a brick wall, and <gasps> you need to like stand there and need to catch your breath. And the next instant, you can feel、mm. all your pores open, and then sweat <laughs> will start to pour out. And of course, you need to replenish all that. Mm. Um, mm. So mm. I guess that's how ener- energy drinks started. But I think you can make your totally make your own,、mm. just like how your dad di- did it, right? I mean, there are probably other elements in it, and there are all kinds of sports drinks nowadays, like this、uh, popular Japanese kind that、mm-hmm. literally has like sweat written on the bottle.、Mm-hmm. I think,、mm-hmm. yeah, it's got a really name, and that's that's what I think sweat would taste like. That drink. <laughs> I don't know what. Oh, 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 oh what, a, what an image! <laughs> But before <laughs> before we、uh, ran out of time, I wanted to mention a coffee shop that I、um, mm-hmm. um, came across. I think it was last summer. Do you know about the Chinese medicine shop that's been around like for hundreds of years?、Uh, it's called Yeah, I've heard of it. Tong Ren Tang. Right, that's the most、mm. uh, well-known Chinese medicine brand, like a pharmacy,、mm. and they started、mm. this、uh, coffee shop.、Really? Maybe it's a chain. I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's called a、uh, Zhima Coffee. Chinese and medicine shop. Coffee shop. Coffee. Yeah. So、um, I went there once, and what's interesting is when you walk in, it looks like just like a fancy modern、um, upscale coffee shop. Right, it's got all the nice bottles, and there is a bakery、uh, space and all.、Um, everything look, you know. Modern Western, and then in the in the background, <laughs> there's a poster for duck soup. <laughs> I mean, duck soup. duck soup. I mean, that's like the last thing you would imagine it- to see in a coffee shop, right? Duck soup is delicious, <laughs> but not with coffee. I don't、um, know. So <laughs> we gotta, we, we're going to have to do an investigation. I need. I, that's what I did. You know, I explored a little bit. So on the left <laughs> side of the shop, I remember there are all these bottles of Chinese medicine,、um, and then the right. Side is where you order, and it's not actually. It turned out it was, wasn't that weird. The soup part was like a different part of the shop. You can also get these、um, new mm. nutritional mm. soups,、uh, the Chinese way. So one of them was like. You know, involved some ducks, and the other probably like ginseng and other stuff. And then on this side, you can order your coffee, and they add、um, Chinese elements to it, like、um, goji berries. Those are you know them, like these red berries,、mm, very、mm, well known. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they're especially well known for super antioxidant. And yeah. yeah, and also they're good for your eyes.、Mm. You know, whenever your eyes feel really tired. And also, I think it's、uh, known to just to, to keep you young. <laughs> so mm, yeah, you yeah. see, a lot of people have goji berries soaked in their tea bottle, like for the、mm. whole day. Goji berries and dates, right? These are mm, some mm. ginseng slices, very popular. So they have they mix that into the coffee. Um, mm. And there are different kinds of flowers that will, they will mix inside. So they will have these lattes that are just like the ones you can get from、um, fancy coffee shops. They're really, really good. And then maybe on top of the,、uh, on top of it, they sprinkle some of these.、Um, 
um, like Chinese medicine elements. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're, you know, they're just like fruit and other stuff. But it, it, it was a very good experience. I think we're giving a lot of our listeners an opportunity to for business ideas they can bring back to the states seriously right like goji berries someday mm. maybe i'll guess you become so popular <laughs> we're running out of time again? thank you for all <laughs> yes again a lot of this we'll have to wait for a future episode sure well thank you jason thank you for listening thank you baby <laughs> no problem thank you our listeners we'll see you see next, you next time. time bye-bye guys bye-bye.